guys, this is Duke Nukem. Welcome to NerdCon 1. This is a NerdCon 1 production. If you like anything you see or hear in this episode, go to www.nerdcon1.com or search NerdCon 1 anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, it was an honor and a privilege to, you know, be uh, a part of these pictures. So, you know, I'm, I'm here to share anything that you want to talk about that we could talk about and, and all that good stuff too. Cause, cause those are definitely two completely different films. Oh, it was, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so opposite. Oh, yeah. So opposite. It makes, it makes Cause I'm like, this could be really awesome. Even if I didn't even know anything about it. So <laughs> I know a lot about it. They're two different worlds and you know, um, yeah, and it's Black History Month as well. So, you know, to be able to to discuss Fred Hampton's story and in the in the the uh Warner Brothers uh pick that I've been blessed to be a part of. Um as well as we're gonna slide in Emperor because we got nominated for an NAACP Image Award. Oh, and- congrats, congrats. Yeah, that's amazing. It's an Thanks. amazing film as well. Two very powerful movies. Like they were a uh, pleasure to watch. I love period pieces and historical pieces. I just love cinema in general. And they were just definitely going to be rewatchable to me. I've already got uh, Judas and the Black Messiah on for my third time now uh, on mute behind me is my background. And (laughs) amazing movie, a story I did not know that just like, wow. Wow. That's just all I can honestly say about it. It's just, (laughs) it it, it got me chills through it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about Judas and the Black Messiah is um, that's so far into the 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 yearning of me, you know, like as a as a young as a youngin, as they would say, you know, I always respected the Black Panthers, you know, as a young black man, especially, I always respected the Black Panthers because all I knew about the Black Panthers you know, for like, uh, just as they say, straight up and down was they didn't take that stuff. You feel me? You know, the stuff that they don't take that shit. You know what I'm saying? The the, the shit that everybody else deals with and and goes around and works around and everything, you know, those are brothers and sisters to say, wait a minute, Hey, hold on, right here on your laws and your rules and your books, uh, the way you said, what you said, says this, that, and other. Now I don't see anything other than that, and I'm not uh, anything other than that. Not dare any motherfucker to dare me. And I was like, I gotta respect that, because, you know, who says that? You know what That's I'm badass, right? Yep. Like, there was no shit taken of that. Like, Fred was just Damn, he was a, a monument of a person, I got to say. Like, seeing his story, a monument of a person. It's so young. But I was just going <laughs> to say, it's so young and, and, and full of, of love. You know, I mean, I learned about these, these, these things just like I, I go on. Because I lived the Tupac, you know, and I lived Nipsey. You know, and 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 some other and some other um, individuals that that I could be like, yo, you know, that was too bad. What they did, what we did, in a way, in a way, it's like, yo, I live Robin Williams, and that's a whole different story because Robin <laughs> Williams took his own life, but he gave his life. So I'm saying it's all the same thing because it's like, yo, we kind of did that to the brother. You know what I'm just saying? So you know, mm-hmm. and they were giving themselves to us, and you know. Now, Fred was that brother that 21 years old is when they is when they 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 tried when they, when they decided to take out his flame, as they would say, his fire, you know. But he was the brother that started so many things that we use today, we know about today. The world needed just great ideas for the world. The type of ideas that if you put on any table. It's gonna be like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? That sounds like a great idea. 
doesn't matter what table it is, you know, whether whether it's the black man, white man, or wh whoever is is putting it on the table, as long as you see what it is, you go, well, that works. And that sounds like a great idea for everybody. And, you know, I'm all about it. So, you know, he deserved uh, uh, a film and it was it was made artistically in a way where we got to see two stories too, you know, you know. So I don't want to give too much weight, but it's already in history. That's one cool thing about historic films, you know. Spoiler alert is whether you, knew, <laughs> yeah, you either knew or you don't, or you're gonna find out. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk a little bit about your specific role in um. The movie was, and it was, you know, this wasn't one of your ones where you had a whole lot of screen time, but I feel like that was a very powerful scene in the movie. And for those of you listening or viewing in, I'm talking about the prison scene um, where you are sitting there, I believe, chained to the chair with uh, words pretty much branded in your chest. And it's just that powerful piece. Um, it, I, I, I think it was really well done, even for that, you know, have you having, you know, what, 30, 40 seconds within that point, you really got the point across what you were trying to get across. And I, I really appreciated that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, you know, I, I have to, I'll set it up a little bit, um, you know, because that moment was very significant. You know, the, the, the funny thing is, as, as, as my new, as we may see that, or as it may be in the grand scheme of things and in the larger picture, I could talk about that all day because what it, what went into it and how it came to be, you know, is what I understand. You know, I'm not going to do that, you know, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that it's a lot that went into that. And I'm glad that it came off the way that it came off because, you know, I've had uh, family and friends reach out and, and tell me how significant it was. Some people said I can't even look, couldn't even look at the scene, you know, it was hard to watch which is exactly what it was supposed to be, you know? Um, so the role was initially just a feature role. So it was okay. just like, it was just, a feature role is just above extra role or background and whatnot. You know, initially feature means you're in focus. That's pretty much, you're like, yo, we need to cast this. We need to, you know, do something extra than doing what we do for extras because we know we're going to have this person in focus and we're going to look at him. So initially, this was a role that the director saw in the script and he said, Shaka King was a, a genius. Um, you, you just saw, you've seen his masterful work, you know. Um, he said, you know, we're going to have this guy in the screen. We need a feature. We need to get something special. So they looked out, they reached out. And at this point in the casting, I had done Emperor. And I heard about uh, a Fred Hampton movie. wasn't called Judas in the Black Messiah yet. He <coughs> in a Fred Hampton movie. So I, I ended up getting an audition with my agency, um, Productions Plus, and I didn't get that role. I'm not even sure. I even remember seeing that scene in the in the film. Everything doesn't even make it. That's another story. But it came around to where they had this prison scene, and they're like, they're looking for a prisoner. And I'm like, yo, I've pretty much nailed those roles before. I'm pretty much trying to get out of those roles, but I'm trying to get in this one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's there, like, so do I got to rob somebody to be the prisoner? Because the dog wanted, <laughs> I want to be in the Fred Hampton biopic. I'm about the Black Panthers in the movement and being a part of history. So, I didn't get that one role. I'm going out for some feature stuff now. I'm like, you know what? Go ahead, put me in there feature. And the role grew. I call it destined or, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer in, in a higher being and whatnot. So I'm like, I believe God had a lot to do with me getting cast into this role and whatnot. So it began featured and I, I submit for it and I um, was spoke up about it. Yeah, we're looking at, at him. And then it started turning up. And like, yeah, now we want to, we want you know what? We need an, a, an actual actor. So they went and they went to casting agencies and they had some people audition. Like we actually had to do, there was actually an audition for that. Just so you know, you know, I'm just saying like, they actually wanted me to 
portray someone in, in the chair being um, tortured and, you know, subjugated to, to, to these situations. So, and the crazy thing is it's self-tape, so, you know, you gotta bring it all here, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta bring it all here, you know? Um, and I've done that before, but, and, and they let me know at that moment, uh, you're gonna be shirtless and whatnot, no problem, of course, I'm in, I'm in jail, I'm being tortured. Now, eventually the role turned into, all right, now it's an actual role, we're actually looking at you. Um, we're gonna put maybe put something on your chest and whatnot. Uh, they may want you to be nude. You have to be okay with, you know, with being ready to, to you know, bear it all, do whatever you got to do. And, and in my, my in my career, I have not taken some opportunities because of situations. In this situation, I looked at it, and when I was already, I already. You know, I had already jumped out the ship. You feel me? Understand? Yeah. Like, you know, you know. Even if you tell me, I'm like, eh, I didn't pack a parachute. I'm already out here. <laughs> you know, even even I could have said, yeah, no, I don't want to, but I'm already out here. You know, I wanted to do the Fred Hampton pick. I've I've committed myself to um, a torture prisoner. I've committed myself to a brother that I recognize didn't have an option to be who he was in this situation. You know, so and I wanted to be a part of history however I could. I had to be that guy. I wanted to be that guy. Nah, I got to do what I never planned on doing, but knew maybe when I, day I have to do it, maybe it'll bring me some other opportunities. Who cares about now? I'm going into this Warner Brothers production if I can and going to do what I can for the production so that I can make it the best that I can. Long story short, I didn't have to do all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I've done stunts before. We may talk about that at another, you know, or, uh, at some point, but I've done stunts before. So once I got the role, once they cast me in it and whatnot, you know, um, and I got the uh, everything from my agent, um, I had already mentally prepared for whatever. I mean, I'm, I know I'm going to go in here just like stunts. If I'm doing stunts and the guy's like uh, is jumping out the window today, what I'm going to do is be like, ah, the ah thing is how you, first of all, don't jump out the window, right? You're, you're going to end up having to jump out the window three, four times because you, ah, you know, <laughs> you know it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to do it again. The director didn't like that. But being committed is being committed, you know? And as an actor, that's what I thats what I was and that's what I am. And, you know, and I chose. And I got there and they set it up. They had everything set up in my trailer where it was like, yo, we go through different stages. You know, the first stage is the, the stage that I always saw but never experienced, like the, the naked sheer stage. It's like, oh, I'm gonna do that. It's like, make me Maybe, you know, like if it doesn't work, we're gonna take some stockings off. You know? <laughs> you know, but but at the at a point, it's only serious. I've recognized this is a serious, intimate situation. So you know, whatever whatever it is, whatever we have to do. Um, so I got with my makeup artist. Um, she killed it, mind you. Um, oh, it looked it looked great. It was it was really well done. Thank you. Yeah, no, I thank her. Um, I'm gonna share. <laughs> yeah, I had I chill. You know, I got the works, man. I'm chilling in the chair like this. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's a, it's it's better than it looks. You know, but um, I actually will share something with you guys. You can share later where she did a whole little segment about that. You know, she enjoyed that and she did something like just this is a whole little spectacle. But yeah, it says rabble rouser. You know. They ended up um, utilizing that scene and making it significant. Here's where everybody wanted to, to hear it. This is what everybody's been waiting for. The scene is pretty much depicting what, you know, the unfortunate situation that is going to happen um, when people are subjugated to those terms. 
okay? I was watching American Skin the other day, which is another great flick. Uh, I worked with Spike Lee, you know, and and I love uh, that term. I love all of, both of those bros. So on on American Skin, one guy says, one guy says, can't you see something's wrong with the same people being in that came over here in chains still in chains? Which just made so much sense to me because it's like, yeah, that's, you know, it's a system, you know, it's how a system, it's how a system works, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's a, it's a good system if, in some words, you know. So they take a person and they make an example. So that could have been anybody. Could have been me, it could have been any four of us on here, you know, any uh, any five of us on here, you know, because somebody needs to look bad. So, so, so everybody else feels like they don't want to feel bad. It's just that simple. That's who I was. That's the, that's that's the significance of it. I'm glad that it came across. I'm glad that people couldn't look at it. They didn't want to look at it, that it, it was felt because it was significant to realize that this is what they do to us. Okay? You know, this that's a part of the whole slavery mentality and trying to break down someone mentally and spiritually and emotionally and all of this stuff. But you see, Chairman Fred, he had a whole different thing about it if you pay attention. He looked me in the eyes and he said, brother, comrade, when somebody sees so-and-so, I see grounds for revolution. You know, like I'm not seeing it like that and whatnot. Don't worry, this is the ground right here, you know? so. That it, there was actually other parts that people don't see, you know, like like I don't even want. There are parts of that scene I really don't want to talk about because I got away with stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> my character, I'm saying, my character ended up being could have been depicted in ways that nobody knows. And just like in real life, if if nobody knows, you don't tell them, do you? Yeah, no, no, that that that's kept for you. And but that's really what I felt like that scene was is it was the emotion of the whole movie put into that one scene where it was a visual narration of what they were fighting and what that oppression they had and it was all within that one scene which is why i, I even wanted to mention it because you did do such a phenomenal job of that um so guys real quick we are going to go to a quick break instead of our first sponsor break we are actually going to let you guys listen and watch into uh, Judas and the Black Messiah um, for the trailer, which is now out on HBO Max or in theaters. You guys can check it out. And as of, I believe, yesterday's numbers, it got $2 million in box office. And that's on top of being on HBO Max for free well, with your hey, subscription. So that's phenomenal. pandemic is a lot. Absolutely. Not, yeah. All right. Yeah, so let's bad. check that out. Anybody can. <laughs> Deputy Chairman Fred Hanson of the Illinois Black Panther Party. Repeat after me. stolen car, five years for impersonating a federal officer, or you can go home. The Black Panthers are forming a rainbow coalition of oppressed brothers and sisters of every color. Their aim is to sow hatred and inspire terror. I will learn all that I can. I These ain't no terrorists. You can murder a liberator, but you can't murder a liberation. You can murder a revolutionary, but you can't murder a revolution. And you can murder a freedom fighter, but you can't murder freedom.
All right. I hope everyone enjoyed that trailer. Um, the movie was phenomenal. We've all had a chance to see it, and really, guys, go out and watch this. Um, again, that's watch it a bunch of times. It's on it's HBO amazing. Max too, so <laughs> there's you. You have no excuse at this point. Almost everyone has HBO Max, and really, no, it's it's, it's there's a great March movie. Fourteenth. Watch it every day. <laughs> like seriously, like fire. It really will. Yeah. Um, so before we get into everyone's questions for you, I do want to ask you, you know, obviously you are a black man working in acting and television and, and, and film. Um, I, I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about what that was like trying to come up and, um, you know, really just your experience. I think that's a great question. And there's so much I can say about that. I'm not going to say everything. Um, I, I have to tell you that, first of all, I do believe that there is a stigma with um, Black actors. Um, I think my demo reel says that. I'm just, <laughs> like, 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 either I'm that great of an actor or there's definitely a stigma, understand? And I, I believe that I'm, I'm an okay actor. I'm all, I definitely have work to do, but I'm blessed to um, take on, you know, certain situations. Either way, stories need to be told. As a black actor, I come from theater. I want to say that because. In theater, it's different than TV and film, okay? In theater, I was more good guys. I was more, I could be a, a plethora of individuals or characters. I could be a fucking tree. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. I'm just, you know, you some, sometimes you need a better tree. Somebody's doing a better job than somebody else, okay? I'm just saying, you know, it's not as simple as you think it is. So, no, but 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 theater is real live and everything. So people give them their, their imaginations away more. And TV and film are so, it's so cookie cutter. So when they put me in the microscope, sometimes they, they look at me a certain way. Or they used to, at least, you know. Um, I've learned to play into it a little bit because I like to work, you know, like, you know, people tend to do stuff like that. But I definitely realized that I was playing a lot of thugs. I was, you know, the killer, you know. Um, it's pretty much a, a, a hoodlum. And I'm, I'm approaching the situation as someone who probably just, you know, did the most righteous. I would like to feel a righteous moment. You know, I would like to have spent some time with someone and shared some love, maybe uh, spent some, some time giving somebody some good advice or whatnot, you know, and then I, I, I step into the room and, and I got to be the bad guy. Typecast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's the thing that you know, as a black actor, first of all, as an actor, it's always cool to like go outside of your normal, you know. So in the beginning, it was great to be like, yeah, I get to be the killer. I want to be the, you know, be all that. I, as an actor, I could pull all that off, you know. But eventually, I started to wonder whose scope this was coming off. You know, like, why am I the bad guy? <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. like, why am I the bad guy? Yeah, I'll do it for the money. I'll do it for the so-and-so. I came here to get cast. You know, but after, but after this, I'm going to take care of people. I'm going to save the day. I'm trying to, you know, do something, something cool. I would, I would never, I would, I would do, I would like to do the right thing, as Spike would say. So anyway, I feel that there's that, and that is becoming something that is morphing now that we recognize. I mean, now we've all seen a Barack Obama, and we, I mean, we, we've seen a Donald Trump, and I'm not trying to get political. That just did that. But, but normally we would, normally we would, we would 
presidents would normally be examples, right? I'm just saying, like, whether they should be, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like if you can't make an example out of uh, a president, what, what, what can you make an example out of? Am I supposed to be the example? So anyway, um, just to prove my point, I'm saying as a black man, I, I, I'm like, you know, I think we can all say, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, people don't have to be a certain way until you give them opportunity to be the way that they are, you know? Now, as far as acting goes, I'll take on whatever role, but I'm fortunate enough to have spent some time becoming some heroes as of late, you know? Um, I went through my hulum stuff and my thug stuff and whatnot as a black actor, you know, because I had to get the role. If you walk into an audition room and, you know, in the thug, it doesn't matter. It doesn't First of all, if you walk into an audition room, it doesn't matter. They're all prey, right? I'm just saying, like, you know, they're all prey. It doesn't matter. There's only one role, and it's either going to be me or it's going to be somebody else. Might as so, well be you. Exactly. You know, every time. That's how it's, that's it. There's no point in me showing up unless I'm going to show up and kill in, in a certain way, you know. As, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so so you show up, and, and, and the funny thing is, eventually you start seeing the same guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, eventually, you know, the, the bad guys are all these cool guys, and you're just like, what up? What's up, bro? What's up, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? Everybody's cool, you know. And you know, the thing is, a lot of them, he's like, yeah, you know, the, the roles, the way that it goes, the way that it's written, you know, it's a, it's the systematic situation that has plagued pretty much everything, even the arts. Okay, so that's what we've dealt with, you know. And I've taken some initiative, and I've created my own show. We'll talk about that in a moment. You know, I'd like to just take two minutes to tell you about that before we're over. Because absolutely, day, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, I wrote my own show because that's what you have to do, right? Yeah, you know, your own stories. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I want to save the day, if I want to get the girl, I'm like, I gotta say, I gotta write my own stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, so that's when you want to do it. You just got to go out and do it. It doesn't matter. You got to do it yourself. You got to do it yourself. Get it done. Right. You know? That's right. That's right. It's I did that because I learned, other than that, I was going to burn everything down. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, no. I, I do want to tell you that um, as a Black actor, there are also these roles. There are also these roles that give us opportunities because um, there are the historic films and, you know, the pieces yeah. like Judas and the Black Messiah that are created to, you know, shine light on these individuals that somebody may make in another way. Like Fred Hampton and like John Brock, you know, and like Shields Green and like Dangerfield Newby who I actually had an opportunity to portray. Like I didn't think, I did, in, my, in my course, I didn't know I would get an opportunity to be a hero, you know, or somebody that I could actually look up to. I get very emotional when I talk about Dangerfield Newby, Shields Green and John Brown, because those men I know died mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. and you. Mm -hmm. to be doing what we're doing. I know that for a fact, and I only know that because of the film that I did, because unfortunately I wasn't taught earlier about these people. And, you know, like, like I've learned before, there are reasons. And, you know, I understand America, or at a certain point, America didn't want me to know about a great man like John Brown for whatever reason. Right. Because as, as they say, I fucked with John Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I understand. They didn't want me to know 
that I could have a brother and an ally such as John Brown. Because like Fred Hampton, who they killed when he was 21 years old, and they hung John Brown, and it's another thing because, you know, it's just crazy, you know, I do love America, okay? I love the America, I love the America that John Brown helped us have. That's the America that I love. Yeah. That's the America that, that, I'll, that I'll fight for. But because of these characters, Fred Hampton, and these individuals and John Brown, you know, they have bust open moments and ideas and, and things and people that it's like, you could do it. They kill you as soon as you want everybody to get together. <laughs> you know, that's what both of those men were about. They weren't about. I guarantee you, John Brown did not pick up a gun first. I guarantee you, he was a man about God and more about God than probably any of us. But he, yeah. but he, he, but he believed enough to do whatever he had to do. And before we go, before we go to the next segment or whatever, you know, I, I know it's about uh, black actors, and and you know, I've had the opportunity to eventually be a part of uh, Black history, which is what this eventually is about, you know? And I hope people go and learn about Dangerfield Newby and Shields Green and John Brown and Fred Hampton and everybody that was next to them because everybody that was next to them is a hero. Mm -hmm. Everybody that's next to them has a story and everybody that's next to them's story is probably greater than any of ours because they were willing to do but nobody's willing to do. Yep. Amen to that. You are not wrong. All right. Um, that, that there's those opportunities for black actors and that I had an opportunity to reach that success. I'm just going to end it on that. You know, it's been a journey, you know. Um, yes, nicely put. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much for that. And I, I actually, it's funny because one of my favorite roles out of all the movies I watched was um dangerfield newbie um and specifically and it's actually in your highlight reel which we're going to play at the end of the credits of the show um but the scene where you were at the cannon fire and i just that emotion i i grew up um going to revolutionary war reenactments i have a lot of friends who do reenacting um and i think just in that even seeing you looking off into the distance after you know you realize he is not breathing anymore and you know kind of seeing what's next what do you need to do next where is everyone else around you um i i really like that role and you do have you have a very distinct skill of saying a lot of words without saying any words yes which is incredible soulful eyes yes you, per- yes. you, you portray a lot with that, especially like in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Like when I first watched it, like I just knew instantly watching that scene, the significance of it and how impactful it was. And mm-hmm. that's where you really see an actor when this ain't going and it's all in here. Like that look between you and Fred was just like you could see that solidarity, that 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 suffering, that pain. And it was all just like. Ooh, I gave myself the chills just thinking about that <laughs> scene. Fun, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that. So, Jimmy. Corey, um, do you have any questions you want to lead off the pack and uh, yeah. this segment? Yeah. So, um, back to Rabble Rouser. Um, obviously, same thing. That's a hugely powerful scene. Uh, and obviously, you said you're trying to go into these more hero roles. Get out of the thug type cat. That's my dog. Sorry. Yeah, that's just the soundboard. Don't worry about it. So I guess my question being that yes, there were no actual words. Like Steve said, I mean, you you could hear the shouting through your eyes in that. Um, 
do you see that role leading to bigger and better things? Mm -hmm. is, know, that, uh, is that something you can put in your demo reel as a big highlight, I guess? You know, I kind of feel like I've been, I mean, you know, the shit just came out. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean, like, like I'm like, I'm like, today's today. It came out like, like the day before yesterday. You know, yeah, I guess three days. You know, I technically say that, and 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 I'm saying that to say that that role itself, in a way, has started to ripple. You know, I give all glory and praise to the Most High for that role period, but that role itself. It's whatever it is, it is, and it does push a lot. It's the only piece that says what it says in the in that picture, and that's why it's significant. Because there's so Damn much to say, there's so much to say during a Fred Hampton pick. There's yeah. no way you can do it. The reason why the reason why I'm like nobody's done a, a box Tupac uh, movie right. I almost was in the last Tupac movie. That we we'll talk about that a whole another segment, a whole another story thing. I ain't even you know. I, the reason why it hasn't done been done right yet, I feel, is because it's too much going on, man. You got to talk about even even though he was only twenty six when he died, Fred Hampton was like twenty one when he died. These are individuals that it's like, yo, everything they do is worthy. Like what he said in that situation, nobody would say that. You write a whole movie about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, certain individuals can do certain things that merit, you know, a certain significance. So, you know, I'm just saying to be there in that scene and and make it what it was. You know, I had to. I had to show up. You know, I knew what it. I knew what it called for. I knew, as an actor. As a, I knew they were paying me just as much. I knew at the end of the day, they need me to do what I got to do. And I'm honored to even have the opportunity. So I'll be damned if I'm not going to do what I got to do today and, and give it everything I got. That's what I came for. This is, I did to give everything I got. This is, I prayed for that role. I'm serious. Like, I literally, like, talked to God and was like, yeah, hey, I want to do this. I need to do this, you know. So when I was there in the chair and she's grabbing rabble rouser in my chest, when the light comes on and the director is like, action, what I'm going to say afterwards if I don't show up? Yeah. You yeah. damn sure did. Oh, you yeah. Sure did. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I appreciate that with everything, bro. Because that was everything. I mean, you know, as an actor, I'm going to just tell you, you guys, if you're curious, if you're not curious, hey, cool. But as an actor, I think, you know, nine out of ten of us, you know, we, I'm, a, no, 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 first of all, I've been humble since my journey. I'm not, nothing I do is, is good enough. You understand? You know, we, a lot of us, you know, we're, we're, we're specific. You remember Eric? Anybody ever listen to Erica Badu? Erica Badu. Oh yeah. Never All right. Badu. She's got a song, and in her song, you know, because she's an artist, and in her song she says something about. I know I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> she says, she says something like that. Like nobody really does that, but she's like freestyling and she's like talking to the crowd, and it's on her album, and she just. I think it's, I feel like it's Tyrone, but it may not be. She says, y'all know how I am, right? Y'all know how I am. Y'all know I'm sensitive about my shit. And she's saying that to say, as an artist, like, y'all don't even know. Like, no matter what I do, I feel like I could do better. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what you think, I'm kind of like, you don't get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, you always hold yourself to a higher standard and you can never achieve your own standards. You know, I mean, but you show up to do what you do. And in, mm -hmm. and, and, and in those situations, sometimes you're given the best opportunity, like, like the makeup. 
the lighting, the direction. Fucking Daniel Kaluuya. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the yeah. fuck out of here. You think I can't act with that guy? The fuck? <laughs> All right, so let's uh, hop on to the next question since Steve is having so many technical difficulties over there. Krista, what do you got for a question? Well, my phone started dying, so I had to plug it in, and I had to unplug my light because of it. I'm just a mess tonight. Like, my bad. <laughs> no, I'm you're you're so you're hard. fine. So, Krista, go well, ahead. I don't I don't know if you want to ask yours first because mine might top touch into the nerd aspect of it. But my question is, what is your like dream role? And I mean, it can be a director you want to work with, a, a fucking superhero. You know, what what is your dream dream role? I've been waiting for this answer. I'm very curious too. Yeah. Like, do you want to be a Jedi? Like, do you want do you want to be like, what is your dream? Okay, of course. Like anybody else, I want to be part of the MCU. Of course. Everyone wants to be part of the MCU. Obviously. <laughs> I'm just going to break it down. Hey, and if DC is listening, I love, I fuck with DC too. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I ain't mad at DC neither. Um, but yeah, I, I, would, I would first like to answer that question kind of just realistically and just say hey you know what anybody in the mcu universe i think that role i think that rocks i don't have to be the watcher i don't have to be in charge like just let me stick around just you know? regular shield agent <laughs> chilling in the background <laughs> like like she said exactly that person you know <laughs> i could do that i could do that um or i'm gonna keep it real 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 First of all, that's keeping it real, real, real. Um, the reason I'm an actor is because I always wanted to be a superhero. Like, like, like my first, the first thing I wanted to aspire to be was a chemical engineer. Oh shit. Wanna know why? Yes. Because I was in the comic Dude. book and I knew that you got some kind of fucking scientist. <laughs> oh, I mixed the wrong shit. Those are some chemicals. <laughs> I was like, how else am I going to get some superpowers if I'm not chemical, some chemist or something? Oh, that's so, great, man. It, no, it's a true story. I just had to just tell y'all, like, that was my first thing. I, like, I really was like, I'm going to be a chemical engineer and then I'm going to, like, spill through something and I'm going to have some powers. Um, <laughs> And then I got over that when they told me how much math I was gonna have to do, and I was like, ah, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, I don't like that idea. So I ended up, I found theater, and I was like, oh, I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. So my 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 dream role is a superhero, like everybody knows, but that's just the cliche thing everybody knows, and it's true. It's fucking true. Hey, it's true. <laughs> Everyone wants to do it. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh, There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. If I could, I would. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I have to say that I've been asked this question before. And I've been asked this question personally from a, a buddy of mine. His name is Justin Michael Cornwell. Um, and if you don't know him, you will know him because he fucking did it. What? When I, did, when I say he fucking did it, that's right. He did it. He is... He got his tights, man. He got his tights. Nice. My boy, my boy that I grew up with, that I came up with, when we were like, hey, man, we got to we gotta, we gotta get out of this. He got his tights. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, Damn. Anyway, like that. Yeah, somebody's going to Google him in a minute. They're going to be like, yeah, he's in the new um, Umbrella Academy. So, um, so. Shit. Yeah. Fucking great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So he asked me one day. And this is before him and I did a lot of things. Meaning, like, sometimes things happen fast and whatnot. Like, right now, kind of fast. Um, he said, yo, bro, you know, what's your dream role? Just like you guys had. He said, what's your dream role? What's your dream role? And I thought about it, and I had to tell him, and this has nothing to do with the fact that I was blessed to be in the Judas and Black Messiah film. I told my brother, and it's documented. I told you who I asked. You can ask him yourself one day. 
I said, Huey P. Newton. Wow. Really? Hmm. Okay. I said, I said, Huey P. Newton. I said, uh, this is years ago. This is years ago. And I always saw myself because, you know, I'm a light-skinned brother. And Huey P. Newton's a light-skinned brother. But like I said, he's all he's that he's one of those brothers that I get that I respect. I'm like, he don't take no shit, you know. What I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and, and and I didn't know a lot about him, but you know, we all had that, especially uh, you know, a lot of African American families, you know, we had that that picture of him in that wicker chair with the rifle and the spear and whatnot, and it just says a lot and 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 I was just like, man, you know, that would be, that was my dream role right there. Boom. We could end the question right there. Okay. I, I like that role. That That's, it seems like something really, that would be really neat to see you in. Um, real quick though, before we do get to Steve's questions, I do want to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Hey everyone, at Disney Adams here on the NerdCon 1 channel. I would like you to join me in welcoming GamerGoat to the family of sponsors for the NerdCon 1 channel. If you are a listener or a viewer of NerdCon 1, you can now get a 15% discount at www.gamergoat.com using code NerdCon1. That's www.gamergoat.com using code NerdCon1. That's 10 seconds. <laughs> I, oh, I don't do it all the time. Just You do it all the time, Nick. So for me to put you guys live would be terrible, and it has also been happening for the past three seconds. So right now, yeah, yeah. See? Yep. see, it's it's just fun. I see it. I see it. I have it on the other monitor. I see it. I, it's it's enjoyable. Um, that being said, thank you so much to Gamer Goat for sponsoring this episode. Um, if you guys are just listening or watching in, we are talking to Robert Seven Shannon. Um, he was in the new Judas and the Black Messiah as well as Strain 100, Emperor. Um, even way back in the day, you were in Chicago PD, which I do want to talk about those stunts, whether it's on cast or off cast. Um, really just awesome actor. Um, I think right now we are about to go into Steve's question that we have for him. And um, if you guys want, please go back and check out the full episode because it's been a lot of fun so far. So, Steve, go ahead with your question. So, real quick. I have a comment. If you were in the MCU, a character I could definitely see you playing as a hero would be the Prowler. I'm not I sure. I was if you're gonna her. say that. I was gonna say that. So, so I got so, two. So it, it just really works with how um, his whole thing was. He started out as a criminal, a thug, a gangster, and everything, and then he gets this suit from the Kingpin to try to defeat Spider-Man. But it's all like, you know what? Fuck that. I don't want to. I'm gonna be a hero. And I just feel like He's with your Miles' like, uncle. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it just it just seems like a character for like what you described. Like it'd just be very suited to the and mentality that, would be the that you're trying to do. Perfect way to right spin now. that typecast that you want to oh, get out of so badly. Exactly. I'm taking notes, you guys. I really am. <laughs> like, I, I, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Like real, real well. Like as soon as you started talking about it, and then the MCU question came up, I'm like. Shit! All I can think about is the Prowler. Like it would just be like the perfect. Yeah. Like that's bam. the that's the first person I thought of too. Yeah. I'm on it now. Now, now the Prowler. He's he doesn't wear black. Like all black with like his. his you can't see his face either, right? Yeah. It's almost yeah. the cat face, but it's not quite a cat yeah, face. It's, it's like yeah, a real, it's a real black dark mask, purple. purple. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like a cape, claws. He climbs yeah, up the, the walls. He's got this the, really yeah. cool belt. He's got the gauntlet okay. things. Yeah. I'm missing. First of all, yes. Second of all, I'm about to figure out exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right. no, I'm a, no, yeah, yeah, I thought I knew. And I might, oh, I think I know who you're talking about now. I think I know who you're talking He's about. He's got like the hints of purple, kind of as like the yeah. the oh, yeah. highlight the shadow areas. Cool, I remember having an action yeah, figure him when I was a kid. I love kicking ass with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, 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 dude. Why do they have Daniel, Donald, Daniel, wait. Donald Glover's picture right here. Like, am I going to have to beat out Donald Glover? Oh, oh no. But Donald, yeah. it was like a little cameo thing in uh, uh, the new, one of the newest Spider-Man movies. He, like, played him, but he wasn't actually him. Yeah. He was just, like, the character out of suit. Like, it was they don't before have, he was. There's no Miles Morales in the MCU right now. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah see? There it's you go. Perfect. Look at yeah. Corey. Love, got it up. That's, yeah, that, that's perfect. 
I love Donald, and if it's a, and if it's on, it's on. Like I said, if we end up in that casting uh, room, you already know. You will be everybody's prey. Yeah, technically he played Aaron Davis, but he yeah. was never Prowler officially. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it was yeah. it was just a little Easter egg Plus, thing. So. If you've been watching WandaVision, no, 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 speak it up yet. I'm waiting. Flip it. <laughs> don't talk about one division. You don't want no to spoilers, but just yeah. saying the yeah. door is I, wide I, open. I'm leaving that. I'm I'm waiting a couple episodes so because I binge. I gotta watch it all together. Oh yeah, there's. Oh, I, I there's, do the like, same thing, man. Watch, I haven't yeah. watched any of it yet. I'm trying so hard to avoid. Like every time I see an article, I just close out of my app on Facebook, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Can't find out. Can't find out. No, I don't even I, say it, Corey. I see you. I've told you guys I'm not going to watch it, and I've been very adamant about that. Um, it turns out I think I might. Do it, Corey. Oh, come on, Corey. Just watch it. Blowing my mind. It's insane. All right, but we digress. Uh, go ahead with your question there, Steve. Okay, so uh, my, 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 mine's a simple one that I was curious about, but – um. Uh, growing up when you decided to, you know, get into, you know, theater and acting and anything, did you have any, like, uh, real inspirations, uh, from your childhood that, like, really were just like, damn, you know, I want to do this, like, seeing this per, you know, like, so who would be your inspirations to really, like, you know? Definitely, brother, definitely. Um, I went to Cast Tech, uh, for high school, um, I think everybody should be proud of their, of their, uh, you know, what they do, where they come from. Period. You know, but but I'm I'm a, I'm especially proud of Cast Tech to the point where I'm like, yo, you should Google Cast Tech. Big Sean went to Cast Tech. Like everybody went to Cast Tech. Anyway, um, I had a, I mean, man, looking up into some of the people that inspired me, it's. So many, I would have to say, musically as well as acting, because I'm a musician um, as well. You know, music is more just um, it's it's the 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 real us. Sometimes is our expression. You know, I can go and tell people the raw and the real. You know, you don't have to cast it. You don't have to like it. You just play it or you don't. But I looked up to like Bob Marley. When it came to my cats, I guess didn't like that. If you're, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when it came down to it, sometimes, and I looked up to Spike Lee back in the day because you know there were films that he was making that I really enjoyed. I looked up to John Singleton, rest in peace. On you know Black History Month, people, you know what. Um, Don Singleton would be a big part of Black History Month. It's probably one of his first or second years uh, post-humans, as they say, you know, with the pandemic, things are so weird, you know. But, oh, man, time is uh, gone. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's going, I don't know, you know. But, but no, John Singleton definitely was somebody that I looked up to. Dude, let me tell y'all something. I have met I have met people that I looked up to. I'm just saying, as I'm talking to you guys, I'm like, yo, I know that person now. <laughs> My life is freaking weird. And that's why I'm so humbled by it. Because, like, I looked up to John Travolta. Hey, I man. loved early on Travolta. You guys, you guys. No, so. When I was when I was in, when I was younger and I watched Grease, I didn't want to be anybody but Danny Zuko. I felt like everybody who was cool wanted to be Danny Zuko. Oh, back then, yeah, man, you're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> even, even now, I don't want to be Danny Zuko. Like the coolest kid in school, you know? Like what? Get out of here! That's who Danny Zuko is. So John Travolta was that guy. He was the epitome of cool. 
Um, I remember, I remember, I remember when I made the movie where I am Raph and my homeboy, Saadi Ali, rest in peace, my bro. Um, he's, he's George Clinton's nephew, part of the Parliament Funkadelic as well. Whoa, guys really? Oh, I yeah. love George Glenn, man. Parliament was the shit. <laughs> you guys ever went to the to a a, a P Funk concert? He was the the, uh, the guy in the Indian thing, the big Indian fucking shit. He was out. That's that was Sadi. But Sadi was like, uh, he hit me up one day. He was like, "Yo, uh, uh, you just made a movie with um." What what did they call him in Welcome Back, Cotter? What was his name? He was the the coolest cat. Fucking uh, shit! Why am I drawing a blank? Oh my gosh! I cannot it's believe my brain so is not. Old school. It's so old school. But he was like, he was that guy. Like, anyway, like yo, you just made a movie with with so and so. I'm like, yeah, I never even thought of that. I forgot he was that guy. <laughs> yeah, yep. You know, I'm just saying because Travolta to me was Danny Zuko. But to somebody else, he might be the face-off guy. To somebody else, he might be the swordfish guy because that guy was dope too. He might be the the uh, boogie F- nights guy, boogie fever guy, the pole fiction guy is badass. At the end of the day, John Travolta is like a fucking icon. It's true. One of my cats is named after one of his characters, Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction. Well. <laughs> When we were make when we were making Iron Wrath, it wasn't a night that we were shooting that it wasn't at least 50, 70 weird people like I'm not saying they are weird, but I'm like, yo, don't y'all got a life? <laughs> <laughs> like John is in here working. He ain't he they waited till he came out. And I appreciate him because he took time to go and say hey to the, the 50 to 70 old ladies that came out to say <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I heard John Travolta's a really nice guy in life, man. Listen, he's a cool cat, man. Listen, if you want to take time out, because at the end of the day, you should recognize the fact that those people did do exactly what they did. They, I saw a John Travolta shirt, or I love John Travolta shirt. Like, damn, where'd they even get that at? <laughs> they make it probably sitting there with their little eye around press and everything like I get the dedication I've been there I've been there I don't doubt that they don't make those motherfuckers I'm, I, I don't doubt that I wouldn't even have bought one what I'm saying is that it was some old school stuff and I'm like wow this is fucking awesome you know I'm just saying like you know but that that's the type of stuff as I'm talking to you guys I'm like shit you guys ask me a question I'm like shit I'm actually <laughs> I know these people now. I've talked to them. Now, the thing is, I've had a cool conversation with John Travolta about stuff on the level. And then there's stuff, like, I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm not I'm not on John Travolta's level. Nobody's on John Travolta's level. <laughs> like, 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 I could talk to him about certain stuff, but there's a, there's a certain point where you realize Oh man, you want to talk about airplanes and shit? Man, I ain't got no airplane. <laughs> I've been on an airplane once. I got one. That's <laughs> like <laughs> in the back, bro. I be in the yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's no plane that John Travolta ever got on that he did not go up and say, "Hey, man, let me ride. Let me fly." This. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> no, shh, don't tell nobody. I know that much. So. <laughs> So anyway, you asked who I my my dream people to work with. One, John Travolta. I did that. Spike Lee. I did that. I worked with him on on Chirac. That's that's the thing. I had to digress on this whole thing because I'm so humble on my journey. I'm like, you know what? I work with Lawrence Fishburne. I did that. I don't know if you know what. Let me find somebody that I need to work with though. That's what you're talking about. Because I've worked with people that I'm like, yo, I thank God for that. I've done stuff. To the point where I'm like, yo, I had to get to a point and be like, yo, I'm, I'm not, you know, there's always more. I'm ready, but man, that was fucking awesome. That was great. <laughs> I can't. I didn't even count that up yet. You be like, damn, I didn't even add that. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I like, I like 
bumped into Quentin Tarantino on my birthday. You know, just so you guys know, I always look this way on this camera. I know that the thing is over here, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> everybody has been winning the whole time. No. So I bumped into Quentin Tarantino on my birthday, March 9th. I'll never forget any of this. It was March 9th, Thursday, about 9, 10 p.m. I'm on Hollywood Boulevard. And it wasn't like I bumped into him on some like regular Hollywood Boulevard type stuff. It was like, yo, we just happen to be two weirdos out here on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. if, you've ever been, if you've ever been on Hollywood Boulevard, you know exactly what I mean. You know, I'm just saying that. <laughs> like, we just two weirdos on Hollywood Boulevard. Like, that's just how it is. It's really random. It's really random. Because you don't have anything coming out tonight. You're not here for nothing special. You know, you're in the dark corner. He wasn't where the shit's going popping and none of that stuff. So anyway, I bumped into him and it was one of those situations where nothing was really popping where he was at. But I'm like, yo, I got to talk to him. And <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? Um, you know, introduce, him, introduce myself and gave him my business card. He said, oh, cool, cool, cool. Hey, nice week. And then he said my name, Robert. And then I'm like, oh, now this is weird. I got to leave now because I don't know what to say to Quintantino. Because <laughs> <laughs> he said my name. I'm like, that was fucking awesome. That's that's all I need tonight. I'm good. So I'm oh, dude, I, I understand that one, definitely. He's like my favorite director. So I'd be the same way. If you were just like, oh, you know, Steven, I'd just be like, um, uh, I would just make things so awkward. I'd have to leave. It's like, uh, 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 I shit myself. I gotta go. <laughs> like, oh, that was more than that bargain for, bro. <laughs> like this was too intense. Too intense right now. I, I was. I just didn't want you to just throw my shit on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like I gave you my card and you actually acknowledged me. Like, oh my god, oh my god, that's awesome. Thank you. Let me leave before it gets weird. So. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I bring this up to say that about 10 months later, I end up playing uh, Dangerfield Newbie, who was the guy that he based Django off of. Did you guys know that yet? Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna get yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I bumped into Quentin Tarantino before I played Dangerfield Newbie. Wow. Oh, that's awesome! Like, wow, uh, man, okay. I gotta look at a dangerous field newbie note now more. Like, I love Django, man. Like, that holy boy. shit! I would have never guessed. <laughs> all right, and listen, I could tell you guys all about those parallels and uh, and things. Um, you know, I'm not gonna do too much, yeah. But you know, basically, you got the Django and the danger field newbie is love. When you learn about danger field newbie, you'll know it's based on the love story. They both rode with white men who were like, fuck these motherfuckers, man. They ain't got shit on us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, yo, we came here to do some shit. You know, like, yo, me and you, we gonna get out of this together. Me and you, I got you, you got me, boom, 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 you know, you know, and, 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 but it was Dangerfield and, da and Django were there and went only for love. They went to get somebody. I ain't going to get my family, my people, you know. That's it. That's why I'm here. You know, yeah. everything else is what it is, you know. <clears throat> um, so I want to think of somebody. Wait, wait, let me say somebody that I have not worked with. I would love to work with Denzel, Tom Hanks, uh, uh, Lou. I mean, Leonardo. Why the fuck you call him Lou? <laughs> oh, Krista. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is um, not a Leo fan. You know, I'm going through everything trying to get it out real quick because I, I spent time talking about people I actually work with, which are people that I did dream about. I'm like, yo, but I, I got an opportunity. I don't want to leave it alone. Let me go ahead and put it out there. I haven't worked with, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio and Denzel. Um, <laughs> man, if y'all can bring Bruce, if we can bring Bruce Lee back, I don't fucking work with Bruce Lee. Oh, hands oh, down. Holy shit. 
Get out of here, man. Because <laughs> I'm like, shit, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. I want to work with Bruce Lee. That's, I'm, that's my final answer. <laughs> that's fair, though. That's fair. All right. Well, on that, guys, we are getting very close to time. Um, so I do want to say thank you so much, um, everyone, for listening and watching into this episode. Um, thank you to our sponsors, hashtag RazorStreamer, Anchor.fm, as well as GamerGoat um, for sponsoring this episode. And then if you guys want to check out more from NerdCon 1, make sure you head to www.nerdcon1.com or search NerdCon 1 anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's right, the number one. Um, so I guess... First and foremost, thank you so much, uh, Robert, thank Seven, you. Shannon, for thank coming you, on. Thank you, thank you. Um, where can we find you um, and find more from you? Yeah, I just want to tell you guys, um, I have taken the opportunity upon myself to create a hero. And I have created a universe that everyone will love. The TV show, the movie, the world. because. We're going to be somewhat like Scooby-Doo, but coming to save you on some other shit. I say Scooby-Doo because Scooby-Doo hung with Don Knotts, Globetrotters, all that. And that's what you're going to get with the rap heads. We got a TV show called, yeah, we got a TV show called Rap Head Response. It's about old school rappers that become EMTs and find purpose serving their neglected community. Oh, I, I like that. I love that. Yeah, All right? I fuck with that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. We got stuff coming for you. It's starring me, myself. It's starring Spanky Hayes from Wildin' Out. And it's starring Trick Trick from, you know, Welcome to Detroit, uh, Eminem. Uh, he got a show that just opened on um, FX called Hip Hop Undercover. So, you know... It's it's straight up real. It's raw. It's fun. It's love. It's it's everything for everybody. You know, it's our movement. You know, in honor of of Chairman Fred, it's our vigilante movement where it's like, yo, we got to save ourselves. You know, that's pretty much what it is. You know, and like Fight Club, like Fight Club, when we're done, I expect it to be a rapid response in every city, every town, every. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. RapAirResponse.com. You can go to RapAirResponse.com. <laughs> all right. So, guys, make sure you guys check that out. Um, You guys all know I'm at Disney Adams on the social spaces. Krista, where can we find you? I'm at Pink Room Gaming on all socials, including Twitch. Yeah. And Corey? You can find me at Funko Squid on Instagram. And what about you, Steve? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, always collecting something, and on Instagram, cinephile underscore Saturdays. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Seven, for uh, coming on, and thank you guys for coming on this episode. Um, all you guys listening in and uh, watching in, make sure you stay tuned for the Weekly Recharge, which is going to be airing Wednesday nights now at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So thanks again, everyone, and uh, have a good night. <laughs> Uh... <laughs> <laughs>